Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we're breaking down episode five and boy, oh boy, what an episode it was. Uh, Moon Knight has been an exciting series with lots of twists and turns. Uh, in this episode, those twists and turns take a darker route. Um, and not dark as in scary, but dark as in depressing. So <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's kind of, uh, I guess that's my first thoughts how about how about the two of you what are your first thoughts on this episode uh weird tease from disney because you know when they changed the time of this was released you know i was going in expecting like we're about to see midnight man like there's no telling what's gonna happen how's that gonna happen you know come into play and expecting just like this potentially could just be like this action packed episode and it's like polar opposite of that. <laughs> um, no, so much respect for Oscar, Oscar Isaac, like pulling this off. Like this, this is a pretty deep episode. This just, uh, for me really, really, really enjoying the series. It just kind of amplifies it a little bit more. How about you, Elisa? Um, I guess that I'm pleased to say that Marvel is still really going in hard on the trauma for this phase. Uh, after Loki and WandaVision, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, now we've been hit with what I feel like might be the worst thing we've seen so far in this episode. This is rough. Uh, I was telling Drew before we got started that all my notes are basically just where I was writing, what? Huh? And writing really sad frowny faces with crying eyes. This was, yeah, this was a, a ride, but not the fun kind. If it was a roller coaster, it would be made out of wood and just kind of yanking you side to side and clacking <laughs> and terrible and terrifying. So let's talk about how sad we are. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I wasn't expecting it. I feel like um, kind of kicking off the start of the episode. It started off kind of kind of how we thought it would, um, leading towards Mark and Stephen trying to figure out a way out of this weird asylum. Um, they do learn that they are in fact dead, so. They just answered that question really quick. Um, Are they? I guess, you know, hopefully we find out next week. I don't know. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no good There's no good answer to what is going on right now. Could you imagine if that's the, that is the answer, though? It's just like, oh, yeah, Moon Knight died. 
And there it goes. Um, it was it was fun to see throughout pretty much this whole episode. Um, you'll notice that Mark kind of sometimes he's injured, sometimes he isn't injured, sometimes he's injured really bad, sometimes he's only like scraped up a little bit. Uh, so like the time is interesting in this place. Um, we see him jump back and forth between being with Harrow and being with Tiamat and uh, Steven in that whole story. So it's like, it's very confusing to figure out like what's real and what isn't. But I think that that's kind of what they're playing at. Um, is that like, this is all just kind of crazy. Uh, I think that it was fun because I am reading the series right now that this is loosely based on. Um, so to hear that he was in Putnam Medical Facility, that is the medical facility that he's in in the comic. So mm -hmm. fun little nod there. Um, I know we talked a lot about is he going to find the inner child? Um, and that is a question that like I don't know if it was answered. I mean, yeah, he found an inner child. No, I did did more digging into that, and um, the inner child is actually female. Oh well, then um, no, he didn't find that. So yeah, um, <laughs> it's uh that's that personality is uh was it Earth like sixteen ten or something like that, where his four personalities are Mark, Stephen, Moon Knight, and Inner Child. Hmm. Okay. So Moon Knight's actually considered a personality within that Earth realm, and that's more connected with Spider-Man. Okay. I could see Moon Knight and uh, his, like, cabby side being kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, that, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, we never did find out who was in the rattling coffin from the last episode. That was just blown over... Um, yeah, that was kind of fascinating because they never really went back there to look, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that didn't cross their minds or, I don't know. Yeah. I kept and, expecting that to happen later in the episode. While they're looking through all these rooms, I fully expected them to wind up going into the room with the sarcophagus and finding Jake. And that's not where this went at all. Right. 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 Yeah. And the more that we learned about his past, the more it was like, oh, this is really sad. Like, how are mm -hmm. they going to shoehorn another character in here? Um, I did like the nod to uh, Black Panther. We got an Ancestral Plane reference. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, just a fun little thing to tie this into the world, the universe that we know. Um, I feel like the... The way that the story went was kind of like I don't know, we could we could figure out what happened, right? Like the first time that he sees the family and like Mark doesn't want Steven to go in there, but Steven's gonna go in there, and you're kinda like, uh I understand what happened without having to see it. The fact that they then took us further in and like showed us pretty much everything that happened. It was like, wow, this is not at all where I was expecting this episode to go. And then on top of that, the episode ends, and we won't get too far ahead of ourselves, but Mark is still not back. And they only have one episode left, so mm -hmm. <laughs> what is, I don't, what is going to happen? I don't understand, like, will this even be wrapped up? Or will this season end and kind of leave us hanging until next season? Uh, there's no telling. No, and Disney, it's probably going to have like a fairly satisfactory wrap up next mm. week. But the cliffhanger post credit is probably going to be so bonkers. It's going to like build the hype up, I think, <laughs> is my guess. Um I don't know, you know, we can bounce all over this episode. Um, 
because you know he I don't, I don't know how we want to approach this i mean the biggest thing the big takeaway on this is like he does confirm about bushman like right you know, when they're when so is are we gonna get into time travel is because it's like feeling like could he be trying to attempting to go back in time to stop bushman so that way things work out better for layla in the end who knows i don't know if that's possible right or what's really gonna happen yeah, I mean, I feel like this, of all the episodes, this seems like the episode that it matters the least, <laughs> um, jumping around, because in in reality, this episode was just a backstory episode. Like, yeah. nothing really happened. This was just like, you've basically had the onion in your hands we're gonna peel back all the layers and like Mm -hmm. best of luck to you (laughs) how you handle (laughs) it (laughs) um yeah so i think a couple notes on mark's brother um first of all he was drawing a fish with one fin i didn't know if that was supposed to be a reference to gus or if that was just a coincidence. I feel like it's a reference. I'm but... sure, yeah. Um, and then the second thing is, in the comics, Mark doesn't kill his brother as kids. Um, in the comics, his brother goes on to become Shadow Knight, who's one of Moon Knight's like top villains that he fights. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Moon Knight actually kills Shadow Knight. So, same outcome different story i think going this way made it easier for them to explain steven i guess Mm -hmm. um but like gosh it was just sad i like one of my big notes was like man by you know by midway through this episode you just feel bad for everybody like anyone that's on screen, you feel bad for them. It doesn't matter who they are. You're like, oh god, that sucks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about Shadow Knight. Um, it's like, how does he become Shadow Knight? His brother is it similar paths? Do they are, are they do they grow up together doing the same thing? And so yeah, his brother believes that he is the uh, the avatar for Conchu. Mm-hmm. And won't accept that Mark is the avatar for Conchu. Hmm. So, like, that's kind of his motive. Um, it's a little more old school comic where it's like the villain is the villain because they don't like the hero. Hmm. Um, not quite as deep as this episode will make everything. I mean, it's possible that. Maybe his brother isn't dead. I don't know. Like, if time travel is kind of where this is going, who knows what the outcome would be. Um, I think that that's, that's the hardest thing watching this show, is it seems like they have, even in the episode before the final episode, they're creating more questions <laughs> that I just, like, how are they going to have time to answer all this and finish this? without it feeling like rushed and yeah they crammed eight episodes into a six episode series like i don't know like i said it better be like three hours long (laughs) and (laughs) and slowly i mean at at least at least an hour and 20 minutes yeah yeah but then at the end mark and steven have to fix a boat (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they maybe they run into Bucky and Falcon. Um we need your boat. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh some of the things that I wrote down were more like backgroundy things. Um I noticed that when we get to little Mark's room, he has a scale. Uh mm-hmm. things like that stood out only because did he have that scale first of all did he have that scale or was it there because of where he is 
And it's just like another reminder that he needs to balance things. The scale was balanced in his room. Mm. But that was also pre-Steven. I think it would have been interesting if they had shown that shot again after he created the Steven aspect of himself and it had been the scale had been like not balanced. I think that would have been like a cool nod to what inevitably happens, which is when Steven leaves, all of a sudden the scales are balanced. Hmm. I don't know. I think it would have maybe been a little more fun to see that. I mean, it was hard for anything to be fun in this episode. It's basically an episode about a kid that accidentally gets his brother killed and then his mother hates him and beats him. And Mm -hmm. it's all very depressing. And then he leaves and becomes a mercenary and almost dies. And then the God of the moon takes over his body and he starts killing people like <laughs> it, it. It's all around. Not a good situation. Um, well, it's kind of like going back to the first, first episode. And this is really kind of answering that is like, this is the chaos in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm sure, you know, this essentially this whole series is about dealing with trauma. It's, mm-hmm. There's probably, I would say if you haven't watched this episode and you have triggers, like probably (laughs) avoid this series because even like the moments we had with, you know, following the kids into the cave and like, that was like, you can't be showing this. Like this is, (laughs) this was getting too deep. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, There's just, there's, there's a lot just so much in this episode <laughs> mark has that terrible line where he said that he allowed conchu to resurrect him so he could keep being the thing he always had been which was a killer and i was like is that really how he's seen himself since he was a little kid as a killer someone who kills people mm. gosh mm-hmm. that's yeah i just it just like dives deeper into the like this whole thing is sad and depressing. And then, you know, the, I feel like Marvel does this well, the majority of the time where they can take a serious subject and then toss in jokes every now and then, and at least make it sort of like lighthearted at times. But this episode, it seemed like the lighthearted moments like didn't quite fit. Um, And so they really loaded up the first, whatever, five to 10 minutes of the episode and the last five to 10 minutes of the episode with comedy stuff. And the few times they sprinkled it in throughout the episode, it was like, Ooh, I mean, I don't feel good now. And I don't want this funny thing isn't funny. So it seems like they knew that they wouldn't be able to do this episode like they've done everything else. It was interesting to see how they did this just from like a company standpoint, as opposed to the characters and stuff that we're watching. Um, Cause this was, this was like deep story not mm-hmm. not what we've seen so far, which is kind of like, we're not really sure, but it's funny. And like, ah, ha, ha, Steven's funny. And then to find out like, oh, Steven came from a, you know, he was basically created for such like a sad reason. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. gosh, well, okay. Uh the Steven that we get later in the episode, I think Steven like really came into his own. Um, Cheeky Steven is what I wrote uh, is, is very funny with his like, Oh nosy when, uh, when he like takes over. See, and that's the thing he like takes over Mark's body and is speaking to Harrow um, or Dr. Harrow, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that whole scene was like really funny, but it almost didn't fit, but it almost was like Steven 
it was like a different Steven. It like wasn't the Steven that we've seen so far, which is more reserved and nervous. Mm -hmm. It was like this sort of confident, cocky Steven, which almost made me think like, what if this isn't Steven? What if this is like Steven's made up persona? Maybe, but let's hop back to the beginning real quick because this is what had my attention early on because I couldn't quite remember. Um, When we get into one of the earliest moments where Mark is back into the office with Dr. Harrow, Mm -hmm. he's got like a beat up face with a bandage on his nose. Mm -hmm. Was he like that previously? I don't think he was. So that is what he looks like in the comics when he wakes up in the asylum. He has like the busted Mm -hmm. nose, the tape over his nose. He's been beat up. And at least in the comic storyline, they make it seem like he's beat up like that because the guards Mm -hmm. beat him up every time he freaks out, basically. Gotcha. Which like... Harrow talks about sort of right he's like mm-hmm. oh we you know we can't do anything to you unless it's necessary and mm-hmm. it's like oh so are we supposed to think like Harrow is like beating him or something but then beating it's... him but then I think Lockley has kind of that similar thing going on where he's like kind of like he's more of the rough version and he's getting mm-hmm. beat up so he's always got bandages on his face so I'm wondering if that's just kind of like pushing that Jake is there. Like they just mm-hmm. haven't haven't announced him, which yeah. that was kind of going into the whole balance of the scales thing is like, you know, we see like they're essentially their hearts are pulled out and there's no balance. You get, you have to balance it. And I'm like, is that trying to clue that there's a third heart that they need all three to create the perfect balance or, you know, it didn't really go in that direction, but mm-hmm. it's kind of what I thought they were setting up to do. Yeah, that's totally what I thought it was. Yeah. Um, I want to know what would happen if she had only put Mark's heart on there mm. or only put Steven's heart on there instead of both of their hearts at the same time. Um, this was the first instance of, uh-oh, they're rushing things because all I could think was like, it's all it's all about like the one, your your, your one heart has to be balanced right so like if if steven's heart is balanced but mark's isn't and they put both of them on there then of course it's going to be unbalanced but then that's not fair for steven right so i don't understand why they didn't do one at a time other than to progress i mean obviously to progress this storyline that we watched but like in practicality it's like well why would you do both of them Especially if it is something like, well, he's missing a piece of him is still locked away. And like, we need to unlock that piece to complete the puzzle. Hmm. But instead, what we get is cool. Steven comes out, basically saves Mark and then sacrifices himself and turns into stone or sand or whatever. And then all of a sudden everything is balanced and Mark is good. But now, since Steven was like a made-up personality, how does that work when Mark gets out? I mean, like, is Steven just gone? Or is he not gone? Because, like, it's, he's not technically his own person. Like, I, it's all... None of it makes sense. But... I want at least some part of it to be able to me to be able to like follow the thread. Mm-hmm. And now I have no idea. I have no idea what's happening. There's no telling. <laughs> Here's uh, the got nothing. The biggest question I have, I this is I need to just sit down and rewatch. I'm definitely after next week's episode, I want to rewatch all these again. Who has Steven been talking to? His mother is has died. Did they I don't remember them actually specifying like this is who you've been talking to on the phone. They didn't, but when he's walking away, I paused it because I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out like 
is he actually on a call? It doesn't mm. look like he's actually on a call. It looks like he's just holding the phone up to his ear. And like, mm. I don't know if that was a production mistake and they missed that the phone screen turned on, but it was not on like a phone call screen. Mm. Um, so it's possible. He's just, just talking to himself. Just, yeah. Or maybe he's talking to like the inner child and or Jake. I mean, I don't know. You know, like it's possible that maybe he. I, this is for just the show. Maybe he has like a mother persona or something. Yeah, that he's speaking to, and like that's who he's. To, I mean, I don't know. I. But then we get the the scene with Harrow where Stephen is talking to him, and Harrow dials the phone and does the whole thing, and then hands Stephen the phone. And Steven looks at it and you can hear faintly a dial tone. So it's like, oh, so like nobody ever was on the other end of the phone. I don't know. Just another question that may or may not be answered. <laughs> or maybe that was the answer and it was just. No, mm -hmm. he just talked to himself and there was nobody there. Yeah. I'm wondering what's going to happen when they get to the gate of Osiris. Yeah. Well, like, now, I mean, Tiamat said she'd never sent anyone back, right? Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if, uh, if she actually said she's never done it, but she said she knew how to. She knew where to take them. Mm -hmm. But she's like, Osiris is not going to like this. Yeah. So I wonder what, what's going to happen there. I mean, they could almost be like, well, Conchu's cool with me, so I'll, I'll let you slide this time. <laughs> <laughs> Versus like, are they going to have to like fight for it or something? I don't know. Well, and you remember he and Steven both told Tiamat if she could mm -hmm. get uh, Layla a message to save Conchu. So. Right, right. Is like that where we're going to pick up next week's episode is going to be like, okay, while well, all that's going on, now we're going to see Layla's side and she's mm -hmm. going to have to get Conchu and break Conchu out of his prison, which we still don't know how that works. And then Conchu yeah. is going to go back to Mark's body and like wrap it in the armor so that then it can re revive. Do, I, you, like, do you think we're going to see a new version of Moon Knight? Do you think we'll see another suit potentially? I th I hope so. I think it'd be cool. I mean, does Jake have his own unique suit? I don't think so. I think there's only like the Moon Knight, Moon Knight, and Mister Knight. Um, let's see. Unless we get one that's like more traditional, where it's not like all the bandage wraps. And mm -hmm. it's just like the solid white, but no, it, it looks like there's just Mr. Knight and Moon Knight. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'd be really cool, though. I mean, I, I hope we get some new version of the suit, mm -hmm. but I, I, unless it's like a show specific version, I, it doesn't look like. There is a, another version. At least that has a different name. I mean, there's obviously like other designs that artists have mm. drawn, but I don't know. I just, if last week's episode was supposed to blow our minds, then next week's episode better like make my mind <laughs> vanish from reality. Like, I don't know. I <laughs> this last week's episode left us with some questions, but like hope <laughs> this week's episode left me with even more questions and like this sense of despair that like none of these questions are going to be answered and right. they're going to make us wait till next season. But it's like, he still has to come back from the dead, deal with whether or not Steven's gone. Hopefully, show us more personality sides of himself. 
save Conchu, <laughs> defeat Harrow, stop uh, whatever, well, I can't think of the god's name. Amit? Yes, stop mm-hmm. Amit. That's undivorce Layla. Yeah, like right. There's so <laughs> renew vows. There's so much that he has to do in what I assume is going to be like a 45 minute 45 long episode. Minutes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand how they're going to do it. Final episode, 38 minutes. <laughs> Unless it's like he comes back and Layla has already saved Kanchu and she and Kanchu have already been fighting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're about to win. And Mark comes back and it's like, Hey, we got it. And it's like, Oh, okay. I'm almost, I'm almost expecting like halfway through the episode. We're going to get, go into this new rabbit hole. That's just going to be like, what are we even watching at this point? (laughs) Uh, I just had a thought after saying that, what if when he what comes what if it turns into a what if episode oh my god it already <laughs> is so, I mean, what if when he comes back Layla has already saved Khonshu and Layla is now Khonshu's avatar because wasn't that his whole thing anyway that he wanted Layla to be the next avatar mm-hmm. and Mark mm. did not want that yeah I just looked up Lady Moon Knight and it doesn't look like that's a thing. So I don't know. But it's Moon Lady. Moon Lady. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that the only thing we can be really sure of at this point is that absolutely none of this would work if they didn't have someone as talented as Oscar Isaac in the center of all of it. Mm-hmm. That's a, That's been my biggest takeaway from this episode aside from you know feelings sadness despair all of those things it's oscar isaac killed it in this one he's been doing great all season long but this was such a showcase for him yeah i mean yes i mean he showed us happy sad mad crazy he showed us two distinct characters processing the same traumatic <laughs> events yeah in their own ways yeah 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 I can't imagine what it was like to shoot any of this. (laughs) Um, I want to read this really quick. um, Because first of all, it sounds like the ramblings of a madman, but second, because it's all true. Um, So there is a lady moon Knight. Her name is Hmm. moon shade. And at one point moon Knight and moon shade found themselves in the middle of a holy war with one side led by crescent moon and Moon Maid. What? Hmm. In a he- Moon Shade kills... Moon Shade murdered Moon Maid. <laughs> this is too much. Like, are these characters going to come into play? I don't know. Is there just one called Moon Moon? Kind of feels <laughs> like it's trending in that direction. Moon Moon. Who invited Moon Moon? Um... <laughs> You know, the last note that I have for this episode is the field of reeds. Mm-hmm. There's okay. Well, first of all, uh, Stephen was never going to make it right. Like that was foreshadowed. Episode one, that little girl told him it must suck mm-hmm. to be rejected from the field of reeds or whatever. So yeah. It was like, okay, call back. I've always assumed that the Field of Reeds was more of a, uh, like, symbolic reference to, like, an oasis or this paradise that you're supposed to get to live in. Mm-hmm. No, in this, it's a literal field of reeds that just goes yeah. on forever. That seems like the... that. I would be like, so upset if I like died. Gladiator. And they were like, they were like, you're good. So you get to spend the rest of eternity in the field of reeds. I'd be like, are you kidding? What am I supposed to do there? What's there to do? Yeah. Walk around? Is there a boat? Yeah, like. Oh, Gotta go that, find uh, the Maximus Aurelius. <laughs> if, I, if I 
remember my like third grade circa obsession with Egyptian mythology correctly. The field of reeds is quite literally like a field of reeds like that because uh, Egyptians felt like they basically lived in paradise because they had the Nile providing so much for them that they kind of wanted the afterlife to be like their life on earth because they thought they had it so good. So that's, it's literally a field of reeds. It's basically Egypt (laughs) 2.0. Well, the field of reeds that we saw Mark standing in, I would be upset if that's where I spent eternity picking reeds. I don't know. I don't know what you do in the field of reeds. Um, It's interesting. Oh, go ahead. Well, could it be very similar to what we've kind of experienced through like Black Panther and like maybe he will meet his mother there and they kind of mend things i don't know i was thinking i don't think she made it she was pretty uh, yeah. terrible today. i mean she was very terrible so like i'm just kind of like well and like how does that work right we've already established know. that the ancestral plane is a thing so like yeah do you only go to the field of reeds if you die in egypt like well, i think uh, i think it's all based around the various belief systems right so it's gonna. <sighs> there's no telling what. There's no telling. <laughs> well, it's interesting too that Mark ended up in the field of reeds because yeah, the whole thing was Tiamat said, "You need to balance the scales before we get to the gates." First of all, you have to balance the scales so that you can get to the field of reeds, right? That was the original deal. Mm-hmm. Then she was like, well, we can resurrect you, but you have to balance your scales before we get to the gate of Osiris. They're literally like a stone's throw away from the gate. He balances the scales and then mm-hmm. gets teleported to the field of reeds. So it's like, well, hold on. I thought, like, why wouldn't he still be on the boat? getting to the gates of Osiris. Why is he all of a sudden now in the field of reeds? Like, does she need to turn the boat around and go all the way back <laughs> to the field of reeds to pick him up and bring him back to the gate of Osiris? I'm no, it makes no sense. This fake comic book TV show <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> this episode's well, just like story telling structure made me feel like I was just being like tossed about from thing to thing to thing, especially since we still aren't at all sure which things are real and which reality is reality, or if that's even something that we're dealing with on the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be that he's literally in a psych ward and just imagining all these different uh, <laughs> scenarios within each other, like a really, really mythology heaven. It, it, heavy inception uh, i don't know which way is up i wrote down as one of my notes this show is so weird <laughs> yeah. i am compelled by it i'm interested in it i want to know how this is going to turn out but i have i have no frame of reference to even know what direction it's going to go in yeah yeah well and i think i would be i would be a thousand percent more excited if tomorrow they came out and said Hey, guess what? Moon Knight season one is going to be 60 episodes long. I would be all for it because I would be like, oh, my God, they have so much time to do all this like crazy nonsense. And And Oscar Isaac is being held against his will. This this episode explained itself perfectly, right? Since nonsense. This is nonsense that we only have one episode left in 650 questions to be answered. There's no time. I don't understand why they didn't make this longer because it is an exciting and compelling story. Like the story that's being told is fun. I just feel like there's not enough time to do it justice for all the effort that you put into explaining who these characters were and how they got to this point to then it's not fair to them. Like Oscar has put in so much work in this show being multiple personalities being happy sad crazy 
partially in a mirror, partially in like a suit, like <laughs> to then not give someone as strong and a character as strong as that a real chance at, at wrapping up the story. I feel like it, there's no way this next episode doesn't feel rushed. I just, I don't see it. I don't see how they could even do it without it being either the entire episode being rushed or them like rushing through the first part of the episode or rushing through the last part of the episode. I don't know, but it's going to be rushed. It could oh, be a yeah. situation where the showrunner is just running off with a big bag of money. It's like, I did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see you guys Biggest. next season. <laughs> it, yeah. And that's, I think that's the really big question here is like, how could this end? Is this going to really be the shortest mini season that we'll get? Or is this leading to a second season? Is this leading just to bridging Moon Knight into other Marvel properties? Or mm -hmm. could we get both? Where's Blade? Why didn't he showed up yet? I mean, no, no joke. Like, that's what I'm thinking is like, we could potentially see another character in the next season. Like, let me catch you up on what's going on. I'll help you out. And then maybe it's Blade. Maybe it's Eternals. Maybe it's who knows what they could do. Morbius um, skulks through the background. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, on that note, it's interesting that like we haven't gotten anyone. Yeah. I mean, in in every other series, we've gotten at least some, you know, B, C, D list character from the Marvel Universe. I mean, this series, we have gotten nothing. Not even like a glimpse it's of anyone else. probably going to be... Layla is going to sit down with someone like, hey, let me, I need your help with this. Here's what's going on. And then we'll see who it is. And that's. What if it's Valentina? Yeah, I was going to say, it's like I Contessa. Mean, she's going to show up and be like, hey, you want to join my crew? I, at this point, I'd even take, give me, give me, no, US <laughs> agent. US <laughs> agent. <back. laughs> I want, no, what if it's like, like Whistler shows up, like from Blade. I hey, like as long as it's somebody. Like, is that Chris Christopherson? Um, is he the the old yeah. guy that's like full of folksy wisdom yeah. and yeah. exposition? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, I'd be down yeah. for that. I mean, what if it's someone someone like that would be very interesting. Um, I'd be all for it. Just somebody. It's weird to me that we haven't seen anybody. And yeah. that's why it's like when he, when he was like, or uh, I think Tiamat brought it up. Oh, you should see the ancestral plane. I was like, oh, a reference. <laughs> a reference to something. So, I don't know. Yeah, because it's either going to have to go in that sort of route. Um, or I feel like we won't see another personality. If we do, it's basically cluing into like what's going to happen in the next it's like i think the whole point of this right now is just kind of mark and steving finding that balance mm -hmm. and they get there to solve the current problems they're facing and then jake's gonna show up and be like i'm here guys like <laughs> things are about to get even more chaotic screen cuts to black <laughs> i'm about to say credits <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, well I guess we'll find out next week. Maybe at midnight. Maybe at three in the morning. I know knows? that was such a such a tease. Um, I was midnight man. I know. I almost stayed up. I, I kind of ended up going to bed about eleven, but I almost was like trying to push myself just to watch it then to see if <laughs> we're, we're, we were going to get midnight man because um, we don't really that you know will. I never looked up to see if that actor passed away while filming or if he had done all of his work and then that incident happened. I think I remember them saying that they had already wrapped filming before he had his accident. So it's it's possible that he just wasn't meant to be in much of the show, or maybe that they were introducing him and planning to use him later, right, like right. in further seasons. Um, very, very true. Um, there's so many. Okay, going. I want to go back to like the the young Mark's room for a little bit for a second. Um, Cause we pretty much covered everything, but there's so many clues in that room. And I'm just like wondering, like 
the one thing I missed, I had to go find a screenshot, was like it kind of pauses on the toys mm-hmm. before like the hand brushes them off. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's actually like the action figure of Stephen Grant. Yeah. Yeah. And then who was the little sidekick? Uh, I don't remember. But it was both of them. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm wondering if they'll actually release those toys. Um, that would be hilarious. I feel like at this point they have to, right? Like they should. Like so many people would would go buy those. The Tomb Busters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that and then, would like, be a great T-shirt. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, the other things within the room. There's a lot of stuff in the room, but there was a heavy um, big on like astronauts in space. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's a nod to another author of uh, a Moon Knight series made a personality that was an astronaut. So it's like, is that just kind of a general nod to like all of these various versions of Mark and his personalities? Or could we see in that? Could we be going to space? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have so many questions about the astronaut version of Mark. So right. like, what happens if he reverts to one of the other personalities when he's in space? They don't have the training. That sounds dangerous. That sounds like uh, a liability. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds very stressful. Steven! <laughs> You're not oh. an astronaut. He uh, he but also Nick Fury has. Will be up there to help him. <laughs> well, yeah, he's gonna find Captain America on the moon. Um, he <laughs> also has a framed picture of uh, the fish that his brother bro- yeah. drew, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting that his his mom let him keep that. Um, yeah, just seeing how that whole situation went, you know. Uh, in the Star Wars, he had a Star Wars poster, which like, haha, because he's in Star right. Wars. <laughs> and I don't know if like, uh, so he has a Cubs poster. I saw that that was like a big Chicago. Thing. Yeah, the yeah. character, the characters from Chicago. Right. So the the poster is from '76, uh, or it's hmm. a flag or something. And so hmm. I don't know if we are. How we are supposed to take that. I think it's just another reference of like. Just the comic accuracy that. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if we were supposed to like use that as a way to figure out like how old Mark Mm. is or. I mean, Oscar Isaac is probably in his 40s. Is he not? Maybe. I have no idea. I just assume now that I'm. In my 30s, I assume everyone older than me is in their 40s. So. <laughs> Let me check. Uh, this is that Oscar Isaac was born in 1979, making him 43 years old. Mm. Okay. Well, then, I mean, I don't know. Because when did we figure out the timeline for the show is? It's like pre, post blip, pre mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Oh, I can't. There's, it was earlier on. I'll have to go back. Go back and re-listen. <laughs> no, we talked about that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't de- dig too much into that poster of the year or anything. Cause I just think it's just another... Just, just a nod. It's just a place. repeated repeated thing. Because we've already got to see like his passport that showed like Chicago on mm-hmm. that. And things like that. Uh, we get a Ned Flanders reference. Another... So kind of holding that till the Disney. end. I was going to say how many uh, how many Ned Flanders uh, memes are we going to see throughout <laughs> until next week? I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like that's kind of that's kind of the majority of the show. Um, I think there are some nods to like the crew and people that have worked on the show or worked on the comic. Um, some of them are like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe that people paused and read through some of that stuff. Although I did that with that French tattoo that meant nothing. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it looks there is, like, uh, there is another QR code in this episode too. There Ooh. is, it's the same QR code that we've already gotten, though. Uh, uh, it's just for the first episode of, or the first 
comic of uh, Moon Knight. Hmm. So I thought that was weird too. I was like, so does that mean they only had like three comics that they were going to release with this? And then they didn't do it for one episode and then they brought it back, but it was just like, ah, here's one that we already gave you. I don't, that was kind of weird. That seemed like a misstep for them to not do that in every episode. Even if it was going to be like, you know, the first comic from a couple series or a comic that had to do with whatever happened in this episode. I, I don't know. Hopefully they iron that out by the next series and yep. we actually get a full set. <laughs> yep. Well, any uh, final thoughts on this episode? Just give us all the answers. <laughs> it's true. Join us next week where hopefully we will have all the answers for you. And if not, you can join me in not being surprised. <laughs> and uh, I really hope that there's an end credit scene. This seemed like the perfect episode to have an end credit scene, and it sure didn't. Mm. Uh, so that just another disappointment. Um, but I actually came prepared this time, uh, with a one-liner. So yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> not like next week's episode. Uh, what I have for us is no unbalanced souls in our podcast. Them's the rules. See you guys <laughs> next week. <laughs> an inspiring quote. I should put that on my wall. <laughs> <laughs>